0: You're listening to Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. Today, I'm talking to Terry Watts, CEO of the Chartered Surveyor's Training Trust, an organisation that works to improve diversity within the surveying profession. Terry, thank you for joining me today. I know we've spoken a couple of times on this podcast and it's great to have you back. Um, I was just looking back through the archive, actually, and we last spoke in the summer of 2021, uh, which was a year after the launch of the My Environment, My Future programme, which is, just to remind listeners, a school's initiative designed to promote the built environment and the opportunity and the breadth of careers within it for those who are taking gcse geography i think at that time had around 200 schools participating how have you progressed since
1: is it really two years since we spoke it's amazing on this podcast so uh thank it you for getting is. me back yes yeah it's been we've covered quite a lot of ground since then actually uh, and the the program is so the cstt is about getting surveyors more people into surveying uh, and we realized that actually for people to be coming into surveying from disadvantaged groups they need to be introduced to it and uh, not many people wake up one day and say i want to be a surveyor unless their father or uncle and it's not usually mother or aunt uh, are a surveyor already so um, we're trying to raise the profile of the built environment generally and then when we get people who are interested in surveying we focus in on those and if people come along saying actually we want to do civil engineering or we want to do architecture or, we've got partners we can point them to to try and help them pursue careers in that direction so we see um, ourselves as trying to raise the profile of the built environment generally and create a funnel of of uh interest from young people particularly and those as well who were from just more disadvantaged groups who aren't quite so young um to come and think about the built environment and then steer them into careers and where we can find an interest in surveying we pick up those ones so the schools the schools program my environment my future does exactly that and uh we've had a been quite pleased with the growth of that, actually. I think we've probably got the biggest schools program in the built environment now. We currently have 561, as of last week, uh, teachers registered to use the materials with their students now. And they, on average, each teacher says they will use it with 180 uh, students. So we're approaching the 100,000 students mark. Don't really believe some of those teachers have been in the same school. Some will have said, we'll use it with the whole school and their careers lead rather than a teacher. Um, So those numbers are a bit ambitious, probably. Well, we're certainly tens of thousands of young people now hear about the built environment through my environment, my future, and uh, we're looking to grow that continually. I'm I'm hoping that we're reaching a bit of a, a tipping point now in that others in who work in the careers space are beginning to recognize us and promote us without us having to to beat the drum because what we need to do is what the way we work the model is defined that we only have a very small resource in the cstt but we built the program so other professionals in the built environment or teachers or careers professionals can deliver the program and promote the sector without having to have a training or a particular expertise in those things so our arms and legs of our uh, engagement force are the members of the RICS and the other professional bodies people who work in the careers enterprise company and employers who want to uh, or have to engage with schools locally or want to engage with schools because they see the future of the industry being that way so it's going quite well we um, we've changed direction a few times in that teachers have fed back um, different ways to pr- project the the programme and to explain that actually we provide presentations for, I better explain what we do actually, so the what we provide is uh, presentation materials, teaching plans and guidance for teachers on how the materials we provide map to the GCSE and A-level geography curriculum uh, for England. Uh, all the geography uh, courses have a GCSE and urban environments module and we help teachers deliver that and we enrich the materials with information about the built environment, with careers information, with just resources that the industry produces some amazing time-lapse videos and really gee whiz type presentations that are really impressive to to young people but they just don't know that they're there so we provide those into the classroom through the teaching materials and Mm. um and we find that teachers often like to use their own presentations and aren't using ours as much as we wanted them to so we're now providing those resources a kind of a, a toolkit of resources that they can embed in their own presentations rather than to change the way they do anything to meet our requirements and that seems to be going down quite well and mm. um and the I competition was just going to ask... yeah
0: sorry i was just going to ask just on that i mean do you are you able to get uh feedback from the students themselves. I mean, do you get a sense of how many people have have thought about then going on to explore the built environment as a result of that module?
1: This is this is a challenge we face all the time actually. Uh, we decided from the outset we would not directly engage with students ourselves because uh, all the safeguarding issues that we would we don't have to worry about and uh, we will so we do provide guidance for him for employers or for professionals or anyone going into schools and how to behave in a school environment from a safeguarding perspective and, and we're quite able to do that but um, to try and have relationships with potentially tens of thousands of students is something we can't resource so we decided not to do that and to work through teachers and Teachers um, do respond to us, we've got a number of steering groups, and we've got, we've got lots of nice feedback and, and some challenges as well from teachers. Um, but uh, it's very hard to get them to, we're not their highest priority. So finding out how many students are, are actually using it and what they actually think is really difficult. And this year's focus actually is to try and, having kind of grown a, a, a quite a good uh, number of teachers using the materials now, and kind of a body of, of people engaging with it, um, we're now moving to the stage of trying to get underneath the cover of the impact we're having anecdotally for example the pilot group of students we worked with before we launched just after we uh when we spoke last time two years ago the first group who'd done it anecdotally one particular school near me I happened to go and visit and, and uh, talk to them with GLEEDs actually they came along to help and um uh in that group there are four youngsters who went on to pursue careers in the built environment uh, two of whom had never been to university but their family had never been to university before and weren't involved in the built environment and one went off to be an architect one went off to be a surveyor and just actually started with mace in bristol uh, this year so so we are getting anecdotal feedback we haven't worked out how to get more um data through if you like and that's yeah. our focus for this current year
0: Yeah. Um, One of the things I know when we spoke in the past, um, one of the things you're really looking at was to try and increase your geographic reach. How's that gone over the last couple of years?
1: Um, across the England is pretty good. We're, we're yeah. quite well distributed across England. We, we I think we mentioned before, we we target our outreach, our um, marketing, if you like, to the harder to reach areas. So the the story I always say is if you go to Tower Hamlets, you'll find or a careers event in Tower Hamlets. You'll find people from the built environment queuing out the door to talk about careers in Tower, Tower Hamlets. And that's that's great. But there's massive investment and development opportunities there uh, i live near abingdon a small town seven miles south of oxford and 50 miles from uh, london there's been no um, major development here for a few years and uh, the three uh, secondary schools in abingdon had had no one visit them from the built environment till i rocked up uh, in the last right. 10 years so it's because there's no projects here and so we we hit uh, we aim our uh, outreach to areas where it's cold spots, um, but we are getting the engagement from the hot spots as well. So we've got lots of schools in London, Manchester, uh, Birmingham, and so on. But we've targeted efforts down in the southwest. So England's pretty well covered, I think. We, we're continually working with partners and the Careers Enterprise Company now are helping us to promote to schools across England in scotland just, um found some people uh, scotland, scotland are doing a big, big review of their school qualifications at the moment started to talk about how we can engage with them up there uh, and in wales we have a, a pilot project with some of the other uh, bodies interested in promoting the built environment to um, to young people and uh, there's a group of colleges in Neath, and there's a project in Swansea we're trying to work out how best to do that and they've also got built environment GCSEs and A-levels in Wales as well so I've been talking to those people about how do we support their their growth for that so it's it's different in each of the the countries but uh, the Evolved Nations but uh, we're beginning to get there and um, I'm actually finding the uh, things are changing I think so <clears throat> I hope we're reaching a tipping point now where be, people are hearing about our activities and programmes by word of mouth and, and numbers are growing without us doing very much. They're going at 25 or so teachers a month now. And when we do a promotion, it goes up by a bit more. And I'm hoping that will continue to happen. Um, but the the whole world of the built environment is changing a little bit, I think, in that the um, the, the sector is has always tried there's been a lot of focus on esg for a long while but as you move Mm. from the investor the investors are very keen on esg it's really important to what they do and it's something they have to report on by the time it filters down to the construction site i i feel a lot of the actual value of that is lost and it's just another objective of the project and the box to tick I'm beginning to see now that there's more interest in actually doing a better job of not just ticking the box, but actually receiving the value of working mm. with young people in schools now. And I think that's a really encouraging sign. It's been a long while coming, but I'm seeing that. Equally, some of the partners we work with in um there's there's lots of organizations who want to promote the built environment, and they're usually more focused on a particular geography geographical area or a sector uh, industry or group of people than we are we want to cover every school 4178 secondary schools in the uk they tend to focus more locally but um those organizations are just beginning to realize too that actually we aren't in competition and um, we actually can work very closely together so in wales we're working with moby who do a brilliant uh, competition a program with George Clark leading a looking at how they uh, might reinvent an area around wherever they happen to be, and they're doing one of those in Wales. And what we're working with them in that um, instead of doing our competition as part of my environment, my future, they're doing their competition, and that mm. works for both of us. And it means that they can get the the big because of the way they work they get much more of a splash in the area than we do and um, but because of the way we work when they go away there's still the my environment my future program to support teachers at no cost so it's it's kind of a win-win for both of us and we're beginning to see people wanting to do that now.
0: So that leads me on nicely to talk about your own competition. You've just launched an essay competition, um, which I guess feeds into the whole um, programme in terms of nurturing talent and and supporting Mm -hmm. teachers and and just providing another way of um, people accessing information and thinking about the built environment. So tell me a little bit about that competition and um, what you're hoping to achieve from it.
1: Yeah, it's funny how these things you, you you sit down in a darkened room or your study and you design these things and then they take on a life of their own. Um, we initially put the competition um, to link with the GCSE so that um, having done the module on urban environments, uh, they can the t- youngsters can then pick an, uh, an area near them and decide how they would like to um, develop it from improving the built environment, taking into account the needs of the community, the environment, uh, the business that might want to use the the, the the space that they're developing and what would be the whole construction and uh, the whole whole sort of end-to-end view of it, really. Um, and the youngsters usually focus on one aspect they particularly find interesting and they expand on that. And, they, and they've and they chosen things ranging from Bognor Regis Seafront to a derelict hotel to a rundown community centre and a skate park. Almost anything you can imagine they've, they've picked on doing uh, as, as their, as their uh, target area. Um, and what we ask them to do is to produce a a video of them explaining what they would like to do to that environment and how it would work and what the benefits would be or produce a presentation or a poster and uh, they submit that and then we have our panel of uh, our board and, and judges review them and we get the winning entries now that's where we started um immediately teachers said can you do this for a level and and they obviously knew because a level students it seems Uh, are far more interested in doing things extracurricular to add on to their UCAS forms or their CVs um, to see that they're doing something a bit more than just following the main course. So we had a lot of uh, interest from the A-level students once we got the my environment my future a level program off the ground and then teachers asked if we would run a section for the 11 to 13 year olds the pre-gcse gcse lot and they're incredibly enthusiastic about all of this so so we now have three categories of competition there and we're finding actually that um rather than the main we thought the the teaching materials would be really welcomed by teachers and and uh, they would adopt adopt that and lots of them are but actually some of them find their way to us by doing the competition first and they find mm. that's really quite accessible and that's going down really well last year we had uh 850 students worked towards the competition and we got uh, after the teachers thank goodness they they filtered the uh, entries for us so we only got 70 entries to the competition which is a huge number actually that's um yeah. i'm not sure many other competitions have had that many entries uh 70 entries from students usually working in groups of four uh for us to judge and uh, then we awarded the prizes according to that so the competition's kind of we thought it would be an add-on and nice to have and people wouldn't necessarily do it because it's extracurricular and we're finding actually for a lot of students and teachers it's the most accessible part of uh, what we do it's often set as yeah. homework and things like that so it's good
0: mm, yeah Um and how how important then I guess is it for you as an organization to run something like that and and I guess to what extent do you feel that it really helps support people in in terms of their journey into the built environment?
1: And um, I think it, the key thing we're trying to do is to make young people, particularly young people, aware that the built environment around them, which may not have changed in their lifetimes, is actually a dynamic space and it, it's always if someone had to design it someone's planning its future maintaining it buying and selling and of course constructing it as well and surveyors have a role to play in every aspect of the built environment so it's vitally important i think that we get a diverse group of surveyors to build the the new new uh homes and and, and our built environment our society for the future because there's a diverse range of people who will be living there um, and, and we're trying to get that message across to young people and it's really, it's really important. I think I'm passionately think it's important, and and they respond to that. They're very engaged in things like uh, the environment. So we focus. We've got a, a sort of subset of built of my environment, my future called Get Zero, where we offer a series of workshops where they can discuss environmental aspects of the built environment, uh, things like. Um, uh, uh, well, the the impact of heating and and uh, energy use in the built environment, and and things like the idea that forty two percent of all greenhouse gases produced by people is produced in the built environment, and if they want to have mm-hmm. an impact on the environment, you know, you can go on rallies and you can become uh, an environmental activist, but you can also become a surveyor, because surveyors design the materials, they work out the energy usage, and they dis- they make sure that the uh, the places that are being developed for people to live in are, the, are as economically sorry, and environmentally efficient and effective as they can be. So by do, working in reducing that 42% as part of uh, the built environment being professional in the sector, you're actually having a major contribution to to the environmental issue that we all face. So, so we, we try and bring those messages home to them and they're very open to those messages. Um, and and the other thing that's that's uh, important to note to them is a lot of the people who do really well in the built environment aren't necessarily the most academically uh, gifted, if you like. And a lot of if you I, not surveyors, not quite so much perhaps, but uh, certainly um, people who um, have worked in the built environment don't always come through an academic route and it's important mm-hmm. to think that they know that they don't have to go to you know a russell university get a first in in a in a, in a particular qualification to go and become a surveyor there are many routes into surveying and actually we want pragmatic intelligent creative uh, people not necessarily those who just pass exams although the academic route is of, of course still the major route and still important to the sector
0: yeah so plenty that you've been working on for 2023 tell us a little bit about how
1: 2024 is shaping up yeah we're we're trying to um regroup a bit really because we you know when you start these things the, the projects take you in different directions so i've already said that our impact of the my environment my future program is very important so we need to we have got data we've worked out ways of making sure that uh, for example now to enter the competition they need to actually uh, answer a questionnaire we thought we put it in there because lots of people want to enter the competition so they will answer questions at that stage uh, and things like that to try and get more data out of the uh, the people who are enjoying using the program so that that kind of activity is going on uh, we're also doing more um, podcasts and blogs with teachers now to try and encourage them to use it and to get the best out of the program and understand the built environment a bit more Uh, From a CSTT perspective particularly, um, we're also trying to help employers understand how to engage with apprenticeships a bit more uh, and how um, the the idea of having a degree level apprentice or a level three apprentice surveyor is is something that everybody should be considering I think. There's all sorts of ways of of doing it and and, uh, having someone on board without, so the things like shared apprenticeships where you can participate and get an apprentice without having to commit to the five or six years of employment for that that person, uh, because they're owned by, they're, they're employed by a separate entity who will make sure they get the experience they need to make their apprenticeship successful. There's a whole lot of ways that employers can act and engage more, um, and also that the young people know there are routes in. It's not just the degree, as I've said before, there is the degree level apprenticeship, there's a level three, there are people who, a lot of people who start off not really realising the built environment exists as a career funny whenever I talk to audiences of surveyors uh, at least half of them uh, drifted into surveying because they did something else first the last group I spoke to uh, there were a young woman who was about late 20s i suppose and she was just qualifying as a qs but she'd done latin and french at university but was really intrigued by some building work going on next to her uh her student accommodation talked to the site manager and ended up being a qs sort of seven or eight years later so you know there's all sorts of routes into the sector uh, and, and often people are uh, come through the trades as well so they start off as uh you know doing something less academically uh not not requiring the same academic entry levels but over years they can build up the experience and the knowledge to try and uh, go through their apc and so on so there's lots of routes in and we need to try and make people aware of that and we're promoting those routes a bit more now as um, cstt and enhancing our bursary program we offer at the moment it's quite we offer support to people with um, adhd or, or dyslexia to try and diagnose those conditions so that they can get the support they need to to get into the courses that they need to get onto, and we provide uh, bursaries for those who miss out on uh, having the right a levels or qualifications to get on to a degree apprenticeship we provide some bursaries for people to, to bridge that gap if you like and we're hoping to work more closely with partners over the coming year to make to bring those resources together we don't have to offer all the bursaries we haven't got the money to do that but we can promote those bursaries to the Tens of thousands of students doing my environment, my future, and hope that will encourage those who don't think the sector is something for them to give it a second chance.
0: Terry, thank you so much for updating us (coughs) on all of the activity. I mean, a huge range of initiatives going on there. Um, If anyone's had their interest piqued by any of this today is interested in the competition or perhaps finding out more about the um schools program that you run what's the best way of them accessing some of that information
1: the the best way is the my environment my future dot careers is that uh, is memf just memf.careers is the website for all of the My Invite My Future stuff. Uh, we're just revamping the CSTT website with all of the latest information on that, or drop me an email, uh, terry at cstt.org.uk, and uh, we'll be delighted to talk to you.
0: Wonderful. Terry, thank you very much indeed for your time. Hope to speak again soon.
1: Thanks, Sarah. All the best.
0: That was Bricks and Water from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at popbean.com and the EG Radius archive at egi.co.uk.